in this episode, the season finale. Let's go. What's up, companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I've been on a 30-day mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I couldn't have done this without your help. Each day in November 2019, I hand-selected 30 games from my backlog. I took a good look at a single game each day and evaluated if it was worth playing or ditching. At some time this upcoming week, I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. Never going to play those games, and I'm going to share those on a couple of episodes. Today, though, we're taking a look at the final game in my 30-game set, and that is Super Mario Sunshine on GameCube. Let's go. Super Mario Sunshine is a 3D Mario title. This is the true successor to Super Mario 64, a game that revolutionized the 3D platformer and the Mario franchise. Obviously a game that had a huge impact on my life when it was first released back in the day. This game, however, was released in 2002 on GameCube and it was not a GameCube launch title. And this was an interesting move by Nintendo. The GameCube was released in 2001 and Luigi's Mansion was a launch title. And I distinctly remember people wondering where Mario was at the GameCube's launch. And there was a lot of debate whether or not that helped or hurt them. While Luigi's Mansion was an applauded and well-received game, I think many people were hoping to see a direct sequel to Mario 64. That sequel finally arrived in 2002 as Mario Sunshine, and it introduced a ton of gameplay elements and an exciting new world to explore. The game was developed by Yoshiaki Koizumi, and it was his first official game as director, but he served under Miyamoto and other Nintendo greats prior to this role. He would later go on to direct Super Mario Galaxy and then transition into the producer role for future Mario titles like Galaxy 2, Super Mario 3D World, Super Mario 3D Land, and Mario Odyssey. You might recognize Koizumi as the face of most Nintendo Directs, especially after Iwata passed away not too long ago. Uh, This game, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, it is set on Isle Delfino and Mario is vacationing or at least that was the plan before things kind of go awry. You end up investigating a pollution problem on the island with the help of a water gun backpack. You set off on a mission to go clean things up. That's kind of the way that the plot kicks off. Uh, There are collectibles, crazy characters, bosses, and all the challenges and fun that you'd expect to find in a 3D Mario game. And it's quite awesome. It's a really nice game. I've never played this game before, but we recently required it from a lot of games that I picked up from Facebook Marketplace uh, with a GameCube purchase. I talked a bit about this early on with, uh, I think, Skies of Arcadia Legends, which was a part of that set of games that I received. And this seemed like a great game for my son to check out. So I watched him play the first 30 minutes or so on our Wii because the Wii is backwards compatible. I'm, I, I was really impressed. I mean, the game looks great. I always knew that it looked great. Uh, it's definitely regarded as one of the top games in the series by many fans. I was impressed by how divergent the story was. It took a lot of creative liberties. Uh, and because of the new location, Isle Delfino, it didn't feel like a traditional Mario title. It felt new and fresh. 
And I'm sure that was the appeal back in 2002 as well. Certainly the appeal for me right now. I mentioned this a few times. I got my GameCube later on in the life cycle. I think it was around 2004, maybe as late as 2005. I'm not too, too sure. Uh, I was too cool for school. I was playing PlayStation 2, I think. Uh, I was definitely into games rated M for mature. Nintendo felt kind of kiddie back then. The playful colors of the GameCube, launching with Luigi's Mansion and Super Monkey Ball. Uh, The bright environments of Super Mario Sunshine didn't appeal to me as much then as it probably does now just for its kind of timeless gameplay elements. For the record, though, I love Nintendo now and I love that they take creative risks. They build experiences for gamers of all ages and they really focus on being Nintendo, not competing with Xbox or PlayStation. I think back then there was this element of you know, Nintendo was late to going to CDs, disc-based media, and then there was a question of whether or not they would stay relevant because the PlayStation and the Xbox were emerging consoles. I mean, PlayStation 2 and the Xbox were emerging consoles, and, uh, you know, PlayStation 2 was DVD-based, and Xbox was disc-based, and then GameCube came out with these little mini-discs, and it was a really interesting time, I think, for, for games. Uh, so I, I remember a lot of my friends were picking sides, you know, they were, the console wars were very much still alive. They were picking sides. Uh, back then I wasn't really picking sides. I was playing a lot of PlayStation, but I wasn't like, you know, diehard PlayStation, but I was playing games like GTA three, Halo, Max Payne, even games like Conker's Bad Fur Day on the Nintendo 64, which poked fun at the bright and sunny kids games that popularized the GameCube. When I did pick up a GameCube, I was playing Resident Evil 4, Soul Calibur. Uh, I remember there was a game called 13 that was like a gritty, cel-shaded game. Uh, I was playing Crazy Taxi. I played and loved Wind Waker, but you can't deny the controversy that surrounded that game's cartoony graphics uh, as well. So it still had that kitty kid sheen. Um, all that to say, there's a trove of GameCube games that I've yet to explore, and Super Mario Sunshine is definitely at the top. Well, we finally made it to the end, 30 straight days of podcasting. Uh, I'm glad that it came today. I I hope I don't sound like it, but I'm actually coming down with some type of sickness uh, that's passing through my family. It's just, I guess, getting together on Thanksgiving. Uh, But this is it. This is the last episode. It has been a ton of fun to produce and even more fun to publish and share and interact with the few people that have been listening and engaging with me. Um, I've managed to pare my 30 games down to 10 that I'm going to play, 10 that I'm going to set aside, and 10 that I'm going to purge completely. The purge list was surprisingly hard to come up with. It's really hard to look at a game and say, I'm never going to play you, uh, but I I did that. So I have my list all set. If you're really curious what made the cut, I'm going to share them in three separate episodes this upcoming week. Uh, But I'll give you a hint. Super Mario Sunshine definitely made the cut. And I can't imagine anyone will try to argue with me on that. But if you want to uh, try, you have a couple of days to do it. So what's next for the show? After I reveal the state of these 30 games, I'm taking December off. I'll take the whole month off. I'll be hanging with family, uh, getting back to my other side project, which is Video Game Podcasts. Uh, That's a newsletter. You can check it out at videogamepodcasts.com. And hopefully I'll be playing a ton of games. Uh, But after that, I'm hoping to do about two episodes a month, Uh, some interviews with other gamers about what's in their backlog, some news and reviews for hardware and software that might help you play old games, and updates on my backlog progress. 
And I'm going to follow that format for about a year, but I'm hoping to start a tradition where every November I zip through a new set of 30 games, one game a day for 30 days, just like this, which I'm currently coining season one of Backlog Companion. And then everything in between will be the off season. And then I'll come back with season two next November, but we'll see. Be sure to let me know what you want to hear. I'm happy to, you know, listen and hopefully incorporate some of that feedback into how this show progresses, but I definitely want to keep it up in between Novembers. Uh, So I'll be putting out regular content. Uh, It'll be short, snackable, and, you know, hopefully two a month. If you want to contact me, you can reach me on Twitter at YoPowerTime, Y-O-PowerTime. So if you want to hang on for the next level of Backlog Companion, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows and follow along. Uh, We'll be back again in about a month. Uh, I will have those episodes in a couple of days uh, just revealing the top 30 games or the top 10 games and then the 10 games that I'm going to defer and then the 10 games I'm going to purge. Three separate episodes episodes coming up this week. As always, leaving a review is super helpful. So if you enjoyed any of these episodes, they're all there in the backlog uh, for you to uh, binge and check out. And if you enjoyed it, feel free to just drop in. A helpful review on Apple Podcasts helps me to continue to improve the show uh, or wherever you listen to shows. As always, I want to thank you so much for Traveling Companions. This is the end of our 30-game journey, but it is the beginning of an ongoing series. So I'm super excited, and I will catch you on the next one.